and the upright shall rule over them in the morning. In the morning. So the morning, that's awesome. The morning is a reference, a future reference, biblically speaking, of the resurrection of believers in their glorified state. In the morning, when Christ returns, when we are fulfilled in our glorified, resurrected bodies, you will rule over them in the, in the day when Christ returns and all sin and death is dealt with and our hope is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. So you can follow the temporal beauty and eternal corpses. You can follow the resurrection and the life. His name is Jesus Christ. Well, good day to you all and a hearty welcome from all of us here at Live in the Light. We continue to be so thankful for you, our listeners. Hey, in fact, before we dive into God's word today, we just want to encourage you, if God has been encouraging you through the messages and the teaching here at Live in the Light, then honestly and with all sincerity, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us at liveinthelight.ca or through our phone lines at 1-844-22-LIGHT. That's 1-844-225-4448. Okay, well, with that important word being said, let's dive together into God's Word. We're concluding our mini-series in Psalm 49 today, a series that we've entitled Truth in Troubled Time. So far from God's word, we've been encouraged by two specific truths that leave the believer in Jesus Christ fearless in the face of difficulty. And today we turn to look at two more. So a very practical message for all of us today, for sure. Again, Psalm 49 is our text. And here now is Pastor Robbie with today's teaching. Because he has so many followers on Instagram, every sponsored post earns from a million dollars. Just think about that. Think about this. So you add this up all together, man. What is this? Like one seventh of our entire world? Think about that. And let me just point this out. Okay, right here, right here. This isn't exactly leading you down the narrow road. This is a psalm of wisdom. All these people, 170 million people, boasting and cheering and saying, yeah, yeah, go, man, go. Do it, do it. All the way, all the way to self-destruction. Telling you, like, just, just a word, young people, all people. It's just like, like the Holy Spirit right now, man. He's, he's, he's sitting down with you. He's like, listen, listen, do not be deceived. You can follow all this. Like, you, you can do it. It's, just, it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It's a colossal, in the end of the day, it's a colossal waste of time. And you can put all your eggs in that basket, man. But in the end, it's not gonna, it's not gonna end well. It's just a moment of wisdom saying, you really, you really, it feels so, it feels so right. It feels so fun. It feels so entertaining. It feels so, so temporal though. It's so temporal. The Bible says it's not gonna last. It's not gonna last. And people are cheering them all the way to hell. That's what's happening, man. I'm not saying the Bible's saying that to us today. This is what's going on. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Proverbs 14 on the screen for you. There is a way that seems right to man, but in the end, its way is death. That's what's happening here. That's what's happening here. And again, look at verse 14, very sobering. Like sheep, they are appointed for Sheol. Death shall be their shepherd. Their form shall be consumed in Sheol with no place to dwell. So if you trust in man, you worship the wealth of the earth. This hit me really hard. 
death shall be their shepherd. What an image that is. Think about that. What an image that is. And look at the end of verse 14. Their form shall be consumed in Sheol with no place to dwell. Just to flush that out a little bit, New King James Version translates that, and their beauty shall be consumed in the grave. New Living says, their bodies will rot in the grave. This is what's being carried through the Hebrew there. I'm telling you, you can follow those who appear beautiful now, but without Jesus Christ, it's gonna get ugly and ugly in a hurry. Remember seeing the movie Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Like that movie? That was a long time ago. I'm getting old. I remember watching that though and like the technology back then and some of the first things they were able to do and right at the end of the movie, that other guy, I can't remember his name, was the other guy, he grabs the wrong grail, the wrong cup. And he's all anticipating eternal life and here he goes and he, and he drinks it. But because he had the wrong cup, then the consequences were he would not go on to eternal life. He would speedily rush towards eternal death. And his body, he was, let's say he's 50, in a matter of 30 seconds, he aged from 50 to death. And it was this, it was this kind of crazy, scary moment where they, they used the imagery and he just, he aged, 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 aged until his whole thing rotted out. He became a skeleton, his bones kind of burst apart. And the lady's home and she's screaming out, you know, like crazy. And I was like, oh man, that's freaky. And this guy, though, became a corpse just like that. In, the, in, the, in reality, this is what the Bible is saying. Again, there's an appearance of beauty right now across our world, man. All these people, though, that Jesus Christ, their bodies are gonna rot in the grave. Their beauty will be consumed in shale. See, wisdom, 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 wisdom. What are we following and why? Think about it again. So few people take the time to stop and just consider even believers. Why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we following who we're following? Why are we spending the time that we're spending? And the Bible right now pulls us aside and says, listen, I got something to say. This is so important. Because now look at the hope embedded within verse 14, the one that I skipped over. Look in the middle. And the upright shall rule over them in the morning. In the morning. So the morning, that's awesome. The morning is a reference, a future reference, biblically speaking, of the resurrection of believers in their glorified state. In the morning, when Christ returns, when we are fulfilled in our glorified, resurrected bodies, you will rule over them in the, in the day when Christ returns and all sin and death is dealt with and our hope is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. See, you can follow the temporal beauty and eternal corpses or you can follow the resurrection and the life. His name is Jesus Christ. And let's not miss this too. Death shall be their shepherd of all those who follow the system of the world. But you follow Jesus Christ and you belong to the good shepherd. The good shepherd who leads you to life abundantly. This is Jesus Christ who's here today. You need to give your life to Jesus Christ, the good shepherd. And when you belong to the good shepherd, you shall not fear in times of trouble because you have a hope that will never ever be diminished. You cannot die. Glory is coming and all the promises we're hearing about right now. I mean, you have an eternal beauty, which is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, First Peter 1. That's the glory of the gospel. That's the hope for the believer in Jesus Christ. And because that is true, it should change the way we live. That's what the Psalm's getting at. That's what the Holy Spirit's going for today. It should change the way we live because death isn't our shepherd. The good shepherd is our shepherd and he's leading us to life. I need not fear in times of trouble. And here's our last reason. Our last reason we need not fear according to our text. Number four, because God has ransomed my soul. Because God has ransomed 
my soul. Where do you get that, Robbie? Verse 15. Just going verse by verse here. Verse 15. But God, but God. You know, there's a few big but gods in the Bible. I think of Ephesians 2. We were dead in our trespasses, following the prince of the power of the air, children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. How bleak, how awful. But then the text says, but God but God being rich in mercy and because of the great love with which he loved us, he made us alive together in Christ Jesus. By grace, you have been saved. But God, but God is the phrase that can change your life from death to life. And here we have another, but God in this passage, so beautiful, but God, but God up against those whose graves will be their home forever. But God up against those who are destined for shale and death. But God who's up against those who are living for worldly wealth and have no hope. But God, the psalmist says, will ransom my soul. God, notice, will ransom my soul from the power of shale death and he will receive me. Money cannot buy salvation, but God can. And God has. He has purchased salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. See the word ransom in verse 15? Very powerful. It's the theology that runs through all scripture. If I asked you right now what ransom means, I I need you to be able to answer that, biblically speaking. To ransom, it means to purchase. It means to buy back from. It's the term in theology that speaks of Jesus Christ died. He bought us from our bondage to sin. He paid our ransom that we might be set free from Satan and death and our own sentence of sin. But God will ransom my soul. And of course, ransom is all throughout Scripture, all throughout the New Testament. Let me show you one verse of ransom from 1 Peter 1. This fits so well to Psalm 49 knowing that you were ransomed, purchased from the death futile ways inherited from your forefathers. Watch this, not with gold and silver, money and wealth. That will never do it. But with the precious blood, how precious is the blood of Christ compared to the things of this earth? Infinite versus nothing. Like that of a lamb without blemish or spice. See, see, you were ransomed from the precious blood of Christ. This is why we need not fear in times of trouble because we've been ransomed. Hey, hey, question, question, question. Consider this, all people listening right now. Do you know that you know that you know that your soul's been ransomed? Like, do you know without a doubt that you're, if you're here right now and you say, yes, I do, praise the Lord, that is awesome, okay? But some of you are here right now and you don't know that you know that you know. There is doubt or there's flat out denial. I don't have that. Today can be the day your life changes forever. When you know your soul has been ransomed by God through his son, Jesus Christ, that's why Jesus died on the cross and spilled his blood to wash you clean. But you must receive the gift. You must receive the purchase price of that ransom that you might be called a child of God. Do you know that you know? Can you see Christ working and living in your life? Are you just kind of going through the motions, nodding your head, playing the game, and yet to know, to know his love, to know his power, to know his forgiveness, to know his hope. They'll never be the same again. This is the invitation here today. Oh, receive Jesus Christ, and you will be set free. You know what's so interesting? 
In verse 14, notice in verse 14, it says here that their form shall be consumed in shale with no place to dwell, okay? But then watch the contrast in verse 15 from those who are ransomed by God. It says, he will receive me. No place to dwell in the NIV that's translated um, far from their princely mansions of the new living, uh, far from their grand estates. So the reality of the foolish is they placed all their eggs in the, in the home of this world. Think of all the TV shows focused on homes in our day. How many are there? 65,000 of them? I don't know. There's just, there's just, just so much emphasis on the earthly home and so much disregard for eternal homes. Every person that focuses just on this earth, they will be left with no place to dwell, the text says, far from their grand estates. But then those who love Jesus Christ, who believe in him, who worship him, Jesus says in John 14, he says, in my father's house are many rooms, many mansions, some translations say. And if I go, I go to prepare a place for you, but I will come back again for where I am. You will be with me also. Now that is a home you want to live in. The home prepared for Jesus Christ in eternity, only found by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. See, and this becomes the single greatest reason we need not fear in times of trouble because my soul has been ransomed. Notice, notice the emphasis on soul on soul, not the external. It's not about the makeup. It's not about the hairdo. It's not about the biceps. It's not about the physical activity. As, as, as That can profit little, Paul says to Timothy, but in the end, it's the soul that matters. It's the soul. Not about your heart being in good shape physically, as great as that can be. It's the heart of Christ. It's the heart within. It's the soul that matters, the text says. The soul that means everything. And notice this one little side word at the end of verse 15, put there, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Can you see it there? It's the word Selah. Selah. Not added. It's there by the Holy Spirit. Commentators debate on the exact meaning of the word Selah as part of a kind of musical instruction. I think we're very, very in safe ground when we say Selah is there for the reader to stop, to pause, to reflect to consider what they've learned or sung, and to praise. Isn't that so appropriate right now? What the Bible is telling us for us to pause, Selah, stop, Selah, consider, Selah, praise, Selah, for the reality, if you and I have been ransomed by God and saved from the futile ways of this earth, not with silver or gold, with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, to stop, consider, praise, adore, and thank the one who has set us free, Selah. Selah, so important, so needed, so beautiful. And so now what the psalmist does, he comes to a conclusion of wisdom based on all that's gone on. So the first 15 verses, he now basically takes the last few verses and he says, okay, so therefore, how should our lives look different? How should we live now? And this is how we're gonna end this message today, okay? There are four kind of therefore application outcomes based on the reality the world is going to die and those who are ransomed by God are going to live. Treasures on earth don't cut it. Treasures in heaven are everything. Four therefore outcomes on the screen for you. Let's go through them uh, one at a time. So this is our application as we end 
this powerful psalm. Number one, okay, because of this truth, don't be impressed with the rich. Don't be impressed with the rich. Um, Look at verse 16. Be not afraid when a man becomes rich, when the glory of his house increases. Be not afraid. Um, Translated, don't be impressed. Don't be overawed. I, I don't be jealous. Don't be envious. Like these, these verses, verse 16, don't be afraid when a man increases, when evildoers prosper. All of a sudden, I'm seeing verses like this all over my readings. It's, it's all over the scriptures now. Don't be jealous of the world. Don't be envious of those who have all this stuff because in the end, it adds up to nothing. I mean, honestly, don't be jealous of them. Feel pity for them. The power of, of saying, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to go around. So it just so happened yesterday, I was, it was um, at a plaza parking lot with my two girls and going into a grocery store to buy a banana. That was fun. And I went to the parking lot, kind of noticed over there, and just all this stuff's in my mind, all this text I see over, and there's just like this, this, this beautiful red Ferrari in the parking lot. And this guy, I think he's wiping it down. He's all, obviously, he took a lot of time. He loved this thing, whatever. And kind of looking by this front, see a lot, you know, just not a scratch on it, driving around, so good, speed bump, like a speed of like 0.0001 miles an hour just to make sure you know, nothing happens to her. I'm walking by. And you see this beautiful car. And some of you love cars. Some of you, man, that's your thing. Hey, that's whatever, you know, that's okay. Again, I'm sure it's fun to drive. I'm sure it's amazing. But it's so fun to walk by, look at this incredibly beautiful, expensive Ferrari and go, eh, right? No, you, know, you, you appreciate it. You're like, oh, it's nice. It's fast. It must be a lot of fun. But it's in your heart to look by and go, mm, great. Don't need it. Don't need it, man. I got my banana, right? <laughs> but it's so powerful. It's so powerful to walk through life and see something in the world's like, oh, I wish. Oh, I wish. And you're like, meh, meh. Because the Lord's like, you don't need it, man. You got me. You got everything. You got the Lord Jesus Christ. You have all the treasure you could ever want. Right? And in fact, people who are living for such things, okay, listen, when you're tempted to sin in such areas, sin of uh, comparison and envy and struggle and jealousy, especially over material things, every time you're tempted with such things, tell yourself these truths out loud. Like speak to yourself and just be like, why would I get, like it's not, it's not gonna last. It's false blessing. We're gonna hear that in a second. It's false Tell yourself that out loud. Furthermore, remember this, okay? The very people you're so jealous of, if that's what they worship, there's a time of reckoning coming very soon where you will not be jealous of them anymore. You will be weeping for them. Okay, I speak to you truth. Those of us who struggle so much with such temptation and comparison and jealousy, and because this is one of the rampant things of our world right now. It's an epidemic of longing and lusting after material possessions. It's running our society and it's sending so many millions of people to hell, okay? When you are tempted with this, tell yourself the reality. The very people I'm jealous of, if that's what they worship, the time is coming where they will be set before judgment, before a holy God with their stuff in hand and it's all going to pot and it's all going to hell and it's not gonna last. You will not be jealous of them then. Do not be jealous of them now. That's what wisdom says. Man, why aren't we more wise? I'm telling you, man. I know my heart. I see lives all. It's amazing how much we fall. That's why the Lord keeps bringing Psalms like Psalm 49. The Lord doubles, double back again and again and again. This issue of wealth and money and materialism over and over. The Bible keeps talking about it. Jesus keeps talking about it because he keeps reminding us, do not live for that which won't last. 
Don't be impressed with the rich. Number two, keep perspective. Therefore, keep perspective. Look at verse 17. For when he dies, he will carry nothing away. His glory will not go down after him. Wow, the deceitfulness of riches though. That's why godliness with contentment is great gain, 1 Timothy 6. Pastor James Boyce told a story of a a pastor who went to visit a dying man like on his last days or breaths in the hospital. It was an old miser. And he went to pray for this old miser and he went to grab his hand in prayer to talk to him, preach him the gospel and the reality of the afterlife. This old miser would not reach out with his one hand to take the hand of the pastor. The pastor kind of inquired and talked to this man and asked, what are you trusting in right now? And in his seemingly last breath, the old miser lying in the hospital bed confessed that in his right hand under the bed sheets, he was clutching to the keys of his precious storage cabinet of his greatest treasures. And he would not let go of those keys because he was afraid that when he died, his stuff would be taken from him and therefore he wouldn't take the hand of the pastor and the pastor tried to pray for his life eternal at that moment at that place that's scary that is the ultimate deception of earthly riches somehow thinking they will fill you even at the point of death let us be wiser than that thirdly count your blessings count your blessings look at verse 18 For though while he lives, he counts himself blessed. And though you get praise when you do well for yourself, that's our world. Here's the reality, ready? Let's just be wise. Come on now. His soul will go to the generation of his fathers who will never again see light. Just sit on that. Here's how Spurgeon summarizes these verses. As only Spurgeon can, love him. He says, How foolish is so wise. How foolish is it to account thyself a better man than another only because thy dunghill is a little bigger than his? That's so good. Isn't that so true? Well, he counts himself blessed. How are you blessed? The reality is big this, big that, live here, have this, do this, drive that, have the money. But the reality is in eternity, all you're doing is you're dressing up and decorating and providing and showing off a little bigger dunghill than the person beside you. That's what it amounts to. Go ahead, man. Fix the dunghill, decorate the dunghill. Worship the dunghill to your own demise. It's a dunghill. Brilliant. And we compare dunghills all the time. Man, we're dumb, huh? And that's what's happening. Some of you are like, don't call my car a dunghill. Oh, it is. I just renovated my house. Don't call it dunghill. Well, it is. It is. It is. Just don't worship it, man. Just don't worship it. Do not, do not put too much in that. You know, um, I saw a church sign on New Street a week or so ago. I loved it. It said, um, get rich quick, count your blessings. And I'm like, yes, that is, there's so much truth. I, I love that. You wanna get rich quick, count your blessings. So verse 18, look at, while he lives, he counts himself blessed. False blessing though, temporal blessing. Non-lasting blessing. Wisdom, 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 right? That's why Christ-like maturity, you want a strong sign you're growing in Christ? A strong sign you're growing in Christ is you are increasing in thanksgiving and gratitude. 
gratitude for the purest thing. We spend too much time arguing and complaining about things headed for destruction. So here's one of the great outcomes of this psalm right here, okay? You and I have to live a life where we choose to see grace all around us. The sun shining this morning, grace, man. You're breathing right now, grace. You got any speck of food that you can eat, grace. You got clothing on right now, it's grace, man. You got here in some kind of transportation, grace. Grace to be alive, grace to have any friends. Grace, let alone the grace of the gospel, grace spiritually. Grace in the Lord Jesus Christ that you're redeemed and alive. You're called a child of God. You have the inheritance of Christ. Are you kidding me? Grace, 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 grace. What happens is when all you see is grace, the next outcome's this. You're so aware of grace, you're singing. Give it gratitude all over the place. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're so humble. You can't believe it. God, I've been ransomed. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It pleases the heart so much of God. And where there's grace and there's gratitude, well, that leads to this, to generosity. When you know you've been given grace and you're so grateful, you don't clamp down on your stuff. You don't clamp down your own time. You're not selfish. You're selfless. When you see the grace of Jesus Christ and the power of the gospel, you want to serve his church now. You want to use your gift. You want to see other people know the grace that you've been given because you're so thankful. So generosity flows from your life and you become kingdom-minded. And what, what is grace and gratitude and generosity? But this, it's just the overflow of this. It's the gospel. It's just the gospel. When you see the gospel hear the gospel, love the gospel, preach the gospel to yourself. Well, obviously then all of a sudden you just, you just it all comes from grace of the gospel, gratitude of the gospel, generosity, all flows from the gospel. This is the man or woman of wisdom. This is the child of wisdom, the gospel. The people who are alive in Jesus Christ know this and then bang, bang, bang happens from their lives. Is this happening in our lives? Because it needs to be. This is what Psalm 49 is going for. And notice finally how Psalm 49 ends, verse 20. And this is our fourth therefore outcome. At the end of the day, loved ones, let's, let's get wisdom in. Just, just get wisdom. Let's not be dumb. Let's get wisdom. Change us, Lord. Verse 20. Man, repeated from verse 12, almost identical. Man in his pomp is without wisdom or without understanding and is like the beasts that perish. See what Thomas is doing? He's like, listen, listen, here's the reality, okay? Man in all his pomp thinks he's wise, lacks it, doesn't have it, and they're gonna die just like animals. Everyone's gonna die. So, so therefore, therefore, live differently. This is the power of the gospel. Has the gospel made a difference in our lives and do our lives prove right now that it has done such a thing? A psalm of wisdom, loved ones, and a point of wisdom. So many of us, okay? The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth has taken the sword of the Spirit today and pointed to the one who is truth, Jesus Christ. And he wants us so much to understand the truth in the midst of the culture we live in. And he's saying, man, live for something more than what's around you. May it be so. May it be so in Jesus' name, amen? Let's pray, let's pray. Father, thank you for the power of your word. Amazing. So blessed, so encouraged, even now. And Lord, my desire, my plea, um, my request, my urgent prayer is you will help us not to sit here today and nod our heads and say, yeah, that's good, that's true. And then nothing changes. Oh God, please, may the people of Hope Bible Church, may they be seen as different. People of tremendous love in truth and grace and wisdom. 
and hope, people of compassion and selflessness and gratitude and generosity. Yes, Lord, grow in us a greater magnitude of your gospel in our lives. And if we need to repent, may we do that. Repenting of our worldliness, repenting of our selfishness, repenting of our idolatrous behavior, repenting of our love of money, repenting of our trust in wealth, repenting of our temporal viewpoints. But you will forgive us because that's why Jesus died. And if anyone's here right now and they've yet to know Christ, may they give their lives to Jesus and be set free forever that they could sing, they could sing of the grace of Jesus Christ that has broken their chains and set them free. Lord, use this song. We always choose these songs so carefully. Use this song right now to put an exclamation mark on this amazing passage. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Live in the Light today. If you'd like to hear this message again or any messages in this series, visit us online at liveinthelight.ca. That's all for today. Join us next time at Live in the Light.